Hello and welcome to the No Idea Podcast, uh, the laziest podcast on the internet probably. My name's Brenton and I'm joined by Gunnar as usual. How are you, Gunnar? Um, average. No, I mean, average. Well, no, that's not what I was going for. I was going for like, I'm good as usual and everything went wrong. <laughs> I tried to piggyback on your as usual idea and I fucked I'm, it up. I'm really average. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Today was like the easiest day of work I've ever had. And now I get to do a podcast with my buddy and then I get to play games all fucking weekend. It's amazing. Sounds like a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm still uh, jittery from the football game I just watched because uh, I like the sports ball. Um, mm. So I just, I'm just i just going to throw in a congratulations to the Bulldogs for making their first grand final in since 1950-some shit. Like, crazy. In like 60 years. Good on them. Good shit. I used to play for the Bulldogs. Not What? Not, not, not Western Bulldogs, obviously. But for, I was like, going to say, what was that? Our city's Bulldogs. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the old red, white, and blue. That was me back in the day. Love it. Sons of the West. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, sorry, that's their song. <laughs> oh, okay. No, we did the um, It's a Grand Old Flag. That was ours. Oh, uh, okay. It's that's Melbourne's flag. song in the yeah, AFL. But that, yeah, well, but this isn't the AFL, Brenny. <laughs> it's close, though. Like, <laughs> local football leagues, a short step away from from the afl all right let's get into yeah, it too much this is not a sports ball podcast cut it out it is now <laughs> all righty that's a surprise um, you talked about on twitter we're changing focus we're now an afl podcast <laughs> everybody get in all right gunner you're kicking it off today um yes we're gonna we're gonna smash straight through the gates with the talk of the new changes in the division what's coming up uh okay so the, it's nothing yet um but everything's been sort of put out there. They, the, the biggest thing about it, uh, they've announced patch 1.4. Sorry, that's what's happening. But the biggest thing about it is that they have publicly acknowledged what a colossal fuck-up the game has been till this point. Um, um, I'll just stop you for a second there. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Exactly. That took way too long. It did. It did. Well but done. I mean, I think... Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was reading that they'd done a, a state of the game video because, you know, they do those like each week or something. And it mm. was a very sort of self-flagellating one that like they were very hard on themselves and they were saying, we know we fucked this up, we know we fucked this up. But they didn't actually say, these are the issues, we know what they are and we're going to address them. They just sort of said, we're really sorry, guys. And then, you know, everyone gave them a pat on the back for that and then it looked like it was business as usual. And then they've come out with this. Um, in the... I don't think it was a state of the game because I'm pretty sure they didn't do one because they have finally started up a PTR. Um, yeah, I think they did do one. The, the state of the state of the game it, was well, to like announce the changes coming and then they're having a PTR to no, test them. It's up. Oh, it's already up. Yeah, that, so they didn't do a state yeah, of the cool. game for this week because they were scrambling to get everybody into the into the into the public test server. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's huge because everyone's been saying since day one, with all the bugs and everything you have, obviously your QA team is garbage. Just make a server first to test it. We'll do it for you. It costs you nothing, mm. or it costs you very little, um, and and we can, you know, we can test it for you because players are far more uh, creative in the ways that they look to break the game because that's the kind of shit they don't want to have to deal with. So, and if you look at the first few updates for uh, the division, there was always some way that people could break the game yeah. to um, to cheese uh, incursions or um, or get more loot. I mean, like. Um, those uh, 
what was it the tactical shield through walls through walls yeah was, and then you could was shoot. like discovered on like day two of that update yeah 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 it was and, and they used that to get in and finish the first incursion before anything triggered so mm. nothing uh no, no enemies came you just got to pop through the wall there and just shoot everything and then get your loot and then just repeat because it didn't count as finishing the incursion properly i don't think so you still got your guaranteed bonus loot and all it was ridiculous yeah yeah i think i might be remembering that wrong but bottom line is no you're right you're, you're dead right that was exactly what was yeah, happening yeah so they, they fucked up a lot and <laughs> at least they were consistent i guess but um <laughs> they like the big thing that frustrated everybody was that they kept making the same mistakes and it, they were rookie mistakes really and they but anyway so we've touched on that a few times in, in past podcasts casters casters in past podcasts but now they have finally acknowledged that they fucked up and that a lot needs to be done and on the heels of that acknowledgement they told us everything that's going to be done and now, you and I have briefly spoken about it, and we are of two minds on this, which is great. Um, I think everything that they're doing is is not going to fix the game, but it's going to make it what everybody thought it was going to be initially. So basically, it's going to get them from point negative 10 to zero. It's going to get them back to square one. It's going to let them like reset the board and build from here. Um, so some of the big changes that are coming, uh, they're completely reworking gear. Um, so all gear is going to have all stats now and each gear piece will have more of a particular stat. So this way, everybody gets to get a bit of survivability or a bit of weapon damage. But if you want to be a specialist in an area, you need to pick the pieces that have more of that stat. This is the kind of thing that you and I expected from the start, I'm pretty sure, in, in gearing, in that there would be a stat that, you know, you know that you wanted every time uh, and that was the one that you put your focus into. And what it turned into was this weird sort of everybody was a jack of all trades and a master of all trades because of the way that you could tweak your gear through mods and things like that um and it just sort of it fucked everything in my opinion because there was no specialized sort of gear role you know everybody could be tanky and deal a lot of damage and, and it kind of just ruined everything so that's a great step in the right direction that that, that first one is that they're finally making it so that gear is going to be more you know you need to focus on a stat um, other things that they're doing, uh, they're um, finally making performance mods useful in that they're removing all the skill rolls on gear to lower um, RNG and they're adding performance mod slots to certain pieces of gear. So all those mods that people used to pick up like plus 2% to first aid healing or whatever that everyone thought was garbage and nobody used because you would much rather get the, um, you know, the electronics or the firearms, they're now going to have their own mod slot. So once that gets put into the gear, you can finally start to play around and, and bolster certain abilities that you use more often. And it's going to give people more control over their characters. And more control is never a bad thing, obviously. Um, yeah. Um, and it also sounds like they're sort of like um, leveling off those abilities a bit more. Like originally, yeah. if you didn't run pulse and smart cover and like a healing ability, yeah. there was almost no point to playing. Like you had to run those abilities in yeah. your group. And now it's like other other abilities are now feasible to run absolutely and uh that's that's the next big thing i was going to talk about is the way that they are approaching and redoing all the abilities because as, as you said there was pretty much like a, a cookie cutter ability combo that you'd go to um because some of them were just so damn strong uh smart cover is the one that comes to mind because it was flat percentage damage increase and damage mitigation in addition to i'm pretty sure it had a heal as well if you pick the right mod for it 
And that is just so fucking strong. And it's in the security tree, which was touted to be the tank tree from the start. So why would you give a defensive skill tree something that increases your weapon damage by so much? Because of the way that they calculate the damage in this, all these multiplications of damage sort of just broke everything, which is um, incidentally why the time to kill was so high as well. Because they had to bump up the health on all the NPCs to counter the fact that people are just running like... 50% smart covers that could stack at one point as well. It was mm, just like, they yeah. just let everything get so far out of control. Um, so they've gone back to skills. And the most exciting thing about skills, in my opinion, is they've finally removed the skill power cap on abilities. Um, they're adding a diminishing return on it. So Yeah, at, so there's a fall off at the high levels. Yes, and that's okay. That's fine because it still means that if you do manage to squeeze out that little bit of extra skill power, you will do more, but it's not going to break the game. So mm. it's it's still uh, it's still exciting as all fuck to me because like I I was I was skill power exclusively you know until the game sort yeah. of said well skill power shit you're gonna have to run firearms so now I can you know because obviously we spoke about it I am going back to the division to tr to try all this out so I'm finally going to be able to go back rebuild a guild set a guild set there rebuild a gear set uh, that is going to be electronics focused and it's going to let me use skills in the way that I want to. Um, they're also buffing turrets, which were really underutilized. So that's really exciting to see. We're going to, it's going to open up more options that way. Um, first aid has been fixed because that was bugged for ages. Um, all the signature skills have been reworked, uh, just heaps and heaps of new stuff. It'd take me ages to go over all of it, but, um, going back to smart cover real quick, they've taken the damage buff off that. So it looks like they're finally going over their skills and recognizing where their problem areas are and sort of sorting them into more definitive roles. Yeah, so you, I think when you when you see from their side that you know ninety eight percent of groups are running smart cover, exactly, you got to go. Oh, okay, hang on, there's, there's something yeah. wrong yeah. here. Yeah. DPS characters are running smart cover. This is not right. That's exactly right, and that was the big problem that I had with it. Is that like these skills had very clear, uh, well, the, the intention of them was very clear, but they never got there. And the execution was exactly not there. exactly yeah. so hopefully this goes somewhere to fixing it up like it's still going to be a very powerful defensive ability but no longer are people going to be able to drop that and become unkillable and also make themselves super gods with in terms of damage um they're fixing yeah. ballistic shield so again that's you know you'd probably end up taking both ballistic shield and smart cover as a tank because there's so many defensive options there you push forward with the shield shield goes down smart covers up you know like lots of really cool options um and because there's no longer a cap, you can sort of split your focus between stamina and electronics and you're still going to be viable because you're bringing a lot of mitigation to the team or you could just run full tank and charge out there. Like, it's they're bringing back more choice um, and it's just really exciting. Weapons as well are getting rebalanced. Um, sorry, I'm, just, I'm, I'm reading through as I'm saying it. It's all getting very exciting. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting a bit flustered, but um, they're changing uh, weapon mods now so that they're not going to do things... Um, individual like the stats won't be individual so you're not going to have you know horizontal stability and initial bullet stability and then standard stability it's all just going to be one stat now so that removes a lot of a lot fuck me i'm tongue-tied as hell today <laughs> that removes a lot of the um rng on weapon mods as well so they're and they're revisiting a lot of um weapon archetypes that were causing problems uh smgs were dealing too much damage which we've known for ages uh lmgs weren't dealing enough and they're sort of trying to bring that all back across the board and every weapon's going to have its niche um and uh none of that even touches on what they're doing in terms of the game 
outside of character balance as well. So there's so much stuff coming. Um, uh, you know, like they're bringing out world tiers. So now you can set the difficulty of your entire game instead of only in little pockets of activity like the Dark Zone it's, or It still blows my mind. This is exactly what yeah. Diablo did. Yeah. Like, if they're going through the exact steps that Diablo went through. Yep. Skip it. Go to the end point where Diablo was fun again. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. And, it, like, they've, it's great that they finally swallowed their pride and went, all right, they've obviously got a successful formula. Mm, we need to figure definitely. it out. But I think a lot of the issue they've got is that they're trying to figure out a way to do it that isn't seasonal because they don't want players to be fluctuating yeah. in and out. Yeah. Honestly, and I though, definitely, like, I've noticed lately with Diablo that as much as I love the seasons and I love yeah. Diablo, I'm not really playing anymore. So yeah. um, they'd have to introduce some new content for me to, to go back. So I definitely understand that. And I, I agree with you that the changes are all positive. Like yeah. from what I can tell, they are really putting in work to fix the game. Yep. My reservations are, and this is the reason I'm not excited at all about 1.4, is that they've made big promises before and fucked it all up. Um like 1.3 was supposed to be the patch that fixed the whole game yeah, and yep. nothing was fixed. Um, so I, I'm just very... Uh, it, it, I'm still uninterested in the division until someone tells me, which I'm just going to wait for you to play it, <laughs> um, until someone says to me, it's good now, come and play it again. Yeah. And then when it is, I'll, I'll play a shit ton because we had a lot of fun playing it. We had so it. much fun, yeah. That, that's the thing that makes me the saddest about it is that, you know, the... <laughs> the gunt boys aren't, aren't fighting together anymore <laughs> the streets of new york aren't safe but yeah it, i don't know uh, like uh, i don't think one point i wouldn't go so far i say that 1.3 fixed nothing um because it did add a lot of content um a lot yeah, fair enough a lot of it was recycled environments and whatnot but i was gonna say but your directives it added on about your four hours of content no more for than me. that oh well for you so okay i get what you're saying yeah, yeah. for you because yeah. you're a i don't know because I expect a more out Nancy of games, is yeah. what I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, no, like with directives, and I think they could have done more with it. Um, like there's so many cool ways that they could, you know, um, modify the underground. Um, but I think the underground was a great expansion. Um, I really loved it for that first four hours. Yeah. And then we stopped playing for that night or two that we played it. And... Once once we'd stopped, I never wanted to go back. It yeah. was never like, oh, I'd love to try out the I'd underground again because yeah, yeah, yeah. we did like three or four runs, and I felt like I'd done it all at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But and I, I I agree with you in some ways. But the the big reason the underground died for me was time to kill. It just everything yeah. was too and hard. The, if they reduce time to kill, yep. then that's a massive improvement. Like it sounds like they are. That's that's, that's what's a happening. massive yeah. massive improvement that's, on the game. Um, that was. It was so shit just firing at the same... Like, you'd get a room of gold enemies coming at you that weren't even really the highest tier, yeah. and they were, like, gold 32s, and you would have to have the best gear in the game to even stand a chance. Yeah. They would one-shot you, and they would take about 10 seconds of constant fire to go yeah. down. Well... So, that's I, not fun. I have some stats um, that... Uh, they are evading me right now, eluding me. But um, the time to kill and the time to be killed is like changing quite a bit. 
Um, yeah. So the time to be killed was something like 1.8 seconds or something on average, and now it's gone up to something like three or four seconds. And I'm assuming nice. that's like just standing out in the open. Uh, and the yeah, time yeah. to kill has gone the other way. It's gone from really high to really low. I'm trying to find the exact stats because I know it's in here somewhere. But um, they've, they've, um, they, they know it's a problem. Um, Honestly, like, uh, I know they don't listen to this podcast, but from my perspective, I'd be really happy if most of the enemies in the division were fairly quick to kill. Yeah. If it was mostly about how they position themselves, because the AI can be quite smart in some some situations. Yeah. I've noticed some rooms, they're worse than others, but sometimes they'll flank you yeah. and you've got, like, the, the different types of enemies that can really fuck you up if you're not prepared. I would much prefer a real leveling off of of time to kill and time to die yeah and then when you get into that boss room shit gets crazy that's when shit gets hectic yeah exactly yeah Yeah. his Um, his guards the boss guards are really tough and they take a long time to kill and the boss themselves they take a long time to kill but they require some some good coordination that's what the game that's when the game was the best when we really had to coordinate yeah. To, to get through something. And and when there was clear senses of progression, like, um, mm. you know, going from the world where everything was sort of red and then you'd come across some purples and then the boss room was gold with purple guards and shit like that, that felt good because you got to mow through the guys who were obviously shit. Um, yeah. That is sort of happening. Um, on different difficulties, when you get to, like, when you select your difficulty for missions and your world and everything, it's going to adjust what kind of enemies you fight. So on normal, yeah, they're mostly going to be red. On hard, you're going to get veterans and any veterans would become elite and then on challenging they're all elite and it changes up the fire teams and the archetypes and whatnot so yeah that's going to be the progression that we wanted from the beginning um yeah which i mean as soon as you tried on uh we tried the first uh incursion on the harder mode once didn't we and we, we just got wiped straight away we didn't even go to the hardest we went to oh that's right we were on the normal one and not we heroic got, yeah yeah, yeah. We, i think we played it on what was it normal I can't even remember the difficulties, but we we went we got through Normal it once, and then we tried it again. Yeah, and I think we might have had a random in the group, or I think it was just you, me, and Sam. It wouldn't have been just three of us. Surely we got a fourth. No, I'm pretty sure it was just three of us, dude. Uh, we got wiped hard. Yeah, we memory. did. Yeah, we did. We like got four smushed. times in a row. And it, I'm pretty sure we didn't even go up to challenging. I think we were just on the second yeah. one, veteran or whatever it was. Um, it's fucking crazy how it, hard that was. Yeah, and like. You have to have the best ga- uh, gear in the game in order to get the reward of having the best gear in the game. Yeah. Like, they expected you to have, say, say the mission was rated for gear score 230, they expected you to have 230 gear already yeah, exactly. to do that mission. Yep. What's the reward, you know? Well, that's changing now as well. So the gear, yeah, good. The gear that you get is... is, is it will advance you rather than like keep you steady so rather than it being a situation of you get all the best gear but crappy stats and then you start mm-hmm. to try and roll out one or two stats here and there and gradually replace pieces of gear God, that was a painful loop wasn't it it was terrible and we got stuck there almost instantly on underground and that's another yeah. reason that i left because i wasn't getting loot that was more powerful now based on the world tier that you choose i'm pretty sure you get different types of gear and the difficulty grants different types of gear oh best not best another great thing they're no longer locking certain types of gear to certain activities there's no more like um gear waiting for certain things so uh, i I think it was for sentry you had to do falcon lost i think for certain pieces of sentry now anybody uh, any piece can drop from any activity yeah and um 
trash mobs can drop it as well so it's it's becoming oh, good yeah so it's becoming a lot more like diablo in that anything can drop anywhere it's just the chances fluctuate um, it's a proper looter shooter now exactly so that's going to feel a lot better um going yeah. back to time to kill quickly i found the numbers um so time to be killed now it takes 2.1 seconds to be killed by a standard riker at level 33 it will be six seconds in 1.4 Wow, that's a big that's a change. nice improvement. Exactly, that's really good. Time to kill in comparison. Now it takes for an unoptimized build with an unmodded ACR 3.8 seconds to kill a Riker at level 33. It'll be 2.1 seconds in 1.4. That's a nice improvement. Yep. I don't remember any enemy at level 33 taking three seconds to kill. Um, I remember a lot longer than that. Uh, but as long as they're improving it i mean that yeah. improvement on time to die is awesome That's because incredible yeah. two seconds if you're out of cover it's over. two seconds is not enough time yeah. to to get back yeah. in cover it's over it's yeah pretty much yeah um so yeah i mean there's shit loads more i might actually uh rather than trying to go through it all um i've touched on the things that excited me i'll grab um links to the pages i'm getting my my you know jollies off with and i'll drop them on the twitter so that people can have a read themselves yeah. because it all, i find that people telling me things just makes me go all right man sure and then i move on whereas if i read it yeah. myself i'm like fuck yeah and then i'm the guy that tells other people <laughs> so maybe they'll have the same experience but i'm one of those people that relies on a hype machine so oh, okay. i think i i think if there's more people out there like me which there definitely is look at uh, pre-order culture I suppose, um, yeah, they'll true. definitely be swayed by your words gonna well i'm gonna hype the shit out of you dude we're gonna play again <laughs> i promise you <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get phalanx rolling again but um we'll see how we go yeah I, i'm super fucking excited dude because like i'll be honest with you i've talked the division up in a lot of the podcasts where we've talked about it because i did enjoy the game but i mostly enjoyed the game for the time that i had in it with you and sam and other mates the game itself mm. was rough. It's and a perfect co-op game, though. Like absolutely, that's what you want in a co-op game. And and like we we've all played MMOs and sort of uh, multiplayer shooters, um, but this one had that feeling of um, like you felt like a real group playing it. Yeah. Like if you play a multiplayer shooter, you you've got your group and then maybe a couple of randoms and then you're against randoms and it's hard to know where you're going wrong whereas with the division when you went into a room and you're wiped you sort of go okay i think we're going wrong here this is how we can fix it yeah exactly and it, it was generally just a lot more fun to play as a group than yeah. most games so i hope we can get back to absolutely that man. level of fun yeah. i hope we can get back as well the, like the feeling of wipes that don't feel unfair like oh god those fights <laughs> where there were so many yeah especially in the underground trying it on like challenging or heroic it was like you know what you can go fuck yourself division i don't want to part you feel like anymore. you're being fucked over by the game yeah exactly yeah. it just felt unfair so like a lot of the hard fights where you just scrape through they felt really good especially in a co-op environment because it was like yeah we banded together we're great we're awesome and mm. and I, I hope to recapture some of that but yeah, for, for all the, the times I talked the division up, I, I concede it was a rough fucking game, but these changes look to be fixing a lot of the issues that both of us had with it. Um, yeah. It's just obviously I'm a little bit more hyped by what I read than you are, so I'm going to have to work on you. <laughs> all right, so uh, it's been long awaited. I mean... Since Halo 2. When was Halo 2? I don't know. That was... I reckon I was in year 10, maybe. So 2000... We would have been in year 10. So 2003-ish Halo 2. So since Halo 2, there has been no Halo on PC except for those shitty fucking 
Spartan Assault and the, <laughs> like the twin stick shooters. That one was um, so which, fun though. <laughs> nobody gives a shit about that. Oh, okay. But finally, oh, Halo has returned to the PC with the free Halo 5 Forge multiplayer. Um, only multiplayer, unfortunately. Um, I love the Halo single player campaigns, at least pre Halo 4, I do. Um, so it's a shame we don't get any single player yet, but this is surely a precursor to uh, the next Halo game coming out on the PC. There's no reason that they would port that engine over uh, just for that one multiplayer game. There's absolutely no chance of that being the case. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't actually played a game yet, unfortunately, because there's no server browser. Um, so it's launched without a server browser, but I had a bit of a play around in just like a private lobby and controls feel nice. It feels really good. feels like they've, um, like there's no mouse acceleration or anything like that. There's no restrictions on movement. Um, unfortunately it does have the COD like mechanics of aim down sight and sprint. So it's not classic halo multiplayer, but it's something, you know, Microsoft are actually bothering, which is awesome. Um, did you ever play like Halo uh, multiplayer? Nah, I've, I mean no? I, I played Halo One. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't have except I came home from school one day in like year eight, and my stepdad had gone out and bought an Xbox and Halo just randomly. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but <laughs> I got but in trouble because really it, it was sitting in the lounge room. <laughs> And I didn't know that he bought it. I just came home and it was sitting there all still in the box and everything. I was like, oh, yeah, sick. So I set up and started playing it. He came home from work and he got so pissed that I'd got started into it before he got home. Oh, man, That's I got chewed out so hard, yeah. But yeah, I played that one through and then I I ended up, I used my tax return to buy a 360 and um, Halo 3. Yep, and I yep. finished that, and I played a bit of co-op on that. That was a fantastic that. multiplayer game. Well, that's the other thing that they've always had, co-op, and then it's not in the newest Halo, oh, which, I mean, I'm hoping that comes back because the co-op was some of the best fun in the whole game. Yeah, dude. That's the only reason I'd pick up Halo on PCs if I had co-op so you and I could play or something. But, yeah, uh, aside from those two Halo games, I've never played any other. I'm just not that fussed by it. Well, I have I have fond memories of uh, Halo, uh, Halo 2 mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bit of Halo 3 because when uh, I mean it was probably year 11 and 12 um, we would go over to one of my mate's houses in Learmonth and we would have like four Xboxes and four TVs and four controllers on each (laughs) Xbox and we would just be playing massive multiplayer games it was a lot of fun Um, and like I've never been to a PC LAN but I've done those sort of Mm. large Xbox LANs and that was what really got me into I mean, I was already into gaming before that, but I, you know, I only played a little bit here and there. And yeah. It was just I wasn't that that keen on it, I guess. I I loved it, but I wasn't like, oh my god, gaming is the best. And those those days definitely oh, got me solidified my how love of naive gaming. Naive you were. <laughs> I was, but now the return, the return of Halo, and it's on the platform it should be fucking on. It's a first person shooter, yeah. for Christ's sake. I'm fucking sick of first-person shooters coming out on console, man. Especially ones that come out exclusively on console. I want to play Destiny so fucking bad. I, I don't mind them coming out on console. Like, you know, everybody should get a chance to play it. Yeah, of course. But don't make a console-exclusive yeah, first-person the, shooter. Yeah, that is the stupidest it. move. It's like making a console-exclusive RTS. Like, Hasn't it that would happened? be the stupidest... Well, Halo Wars... I, is I was going to say, I'm pretty sure now. there's a Halo but RTS that's exclusive was, to console. 
it was made for like uh for the controller but now it's out on pc oh, okay. and right. by all accounts it's a shit ton better on pc because you're not using a fucking controller like, yeah there's this great uh i was watching an episode of prereq which is a good game review youtube mm-hmm. channel and um they were talking about the steam controller and they were talking about how um you know when you use a mouse uh, you've got your whole like the precision of your arm your entire arm yeah the sh- movement of your upper arm your elbow your forearm you've got the movement of your wrist you've got your fingers all that precision come on Brady, just to, keep it you know, get headshots <laughs> and then <laughs> and then with a controller you have your fucking dumbass thumb which is which is essentially a clamp and that's all it is and that's what you're using to line up precision shots it's just stupid to think like fair fair play if you play uh fps on console and you just prefer console good for you but you're a fucking troglodyte and get a grip on reality and play with a mouse and fucking keyboard instead of with your dumb ass thumb it's a fucking clamp that's all it is i'm using that from now on man that's fucking brilliant (laughs) <laughs> your uh, dumbass so, yeah. thumb <laughs> uh, who's ever done anything good with a thumb I mean thumbs up is pretty cool uh, I guess hey. but, and I mean slap bass is pretty cool you know? that's true you are very talented yeah. but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I do agree with you um, I, I think I don't like consoles in general I just got rid of mine not long ago I had a PS4 it's I have I have a PS3, an Xbox One, sitting downstairs, gathering dust. Yep. I haven't touched them. Because every game that I play on them, 30 FPS, 720p, garbage. And I'm just yeah. like, I can't play games at 30 FPS anymore. It makes me feel sick. <laughs> um, like, it gives me, like, a motion sickness. Oh, like, and actually F- sick. I thought you were, like, yeah. saying, like, yeah, I'm not, this I'm not just talking, me. like Yeah, I'm not like, oh, the peasantry. <laughs> it actually makes me feel motion sick. Wow. And, um... On top of that, the the FOV on a lot of console games just it kills me because I don't play twenty feet away from my television. I play like mm. you know a, a meter and a half maybe. Mm, yeah. So I don't need a super zoomed in FOV. I need to yeah. you know yes, flavor of vinegar. FOV. It's very important. Yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean like it can ruin a chip. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Yeah. You, you, you're right. Man. It's field of it's field of view for the uninitiated. Sorry. It's. It's how, how, like, wide of view your character yeah, is. Yeah, basically how much of the screen you can... Like, how much of the world you can see from your character's perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's very important. Um, if it's too narrow, important. it gets if you're very claustrophobic and you miss a lot of things, it gets you killed. And if it's too wide, then it's sort of, everything seems sort of distorted. Yeah, so. there's a massive... Um, like, it, again, that's another thing that can actually make you motion sick if yeah. you have um, your FOV too... Uh, shallow i guess you'd say Hmm. it can really fuck with your head um so yeah i I haven't enjoyed a console game for quite a long time um not to say i wouldn't if one really like a really good one came out i love what nintendo do i loved mario kart 8 yeah was great um but they should start (laughs) they should go back to developing games that work for console yeah yeah Uh, like i think the last game i like truly enjoyed was the last of us um, mm. And console. see, I've heard good and bad things about that. Obviously, it's a very highly rated game, but then a lot of people are like, I cried. it's one of those games. Yeah, a lot of people are like, it's one of those games where it's like push forward to continue the story nah, type thing with a, couple of, with a couple of good gameplay segments nah. scattered through. 
those people are dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're probably look, very cynical. I, but yeah, I, 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 I see that. But um, I mean, to me, that was a console experience that worked on console because, like the way, like the mechanics and everything. Uh, and, and the controls were sort of designed for it. There were some first-person elements, or rather aiming elements, third-person over the shoulder, which kind of threw me a little bit. But no, that, like that was the last game that I properly enjoyed on console. Destiny I enjoyed a little bit, but I'd love to... I, I didn't get to play Destiny because I, I can't play a first-person shooter with a controller yeah. anymore. Yeah, I would love to get yeah. that on PC, dude. I would I would buy it, I would buy it yeah. and every expansion in a fucking heartbeat if they release that on PC. I wouldn't even really care about the price. I'd go straight no, for it. Legit, I would. Yep, yeah, wouldn't care. I would pick that shit up immediately because well, what I did play was fucking sick, and everything. Yeah, I've by been all reading, accounts, fantastic game. Yeah, it it was good when it started. Sort of tapered off at the end because Vault of Glass was kind of, and then everything picked up again. And from everything that I read about it, because I still keep roughly up on it, it's just unreal. And there's another expansion coming out, so they're still developing content for it. Um, and there's and just, it's Bungie. Sorry. Like, Bungie, Bungie know their shit. Yeah, like, yeah. These are the guys that made Halo 1, 2, 3, Reach, ODST, some fucking great yeah. FPS games. They know how to make a fun game. Yep, absolutely. So get your fucking heads no. out of your asses and put it on PC, you jackasses. I know, that really burns me. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> but, uh... Um, have, on that topic, though, third-person action games uh, are actually great for console. Yes. Like, um, Devil May Cry. One of my favourites. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, same thing. Mm-hmm. Same sort of... That sort of fast action hack and slash. Yeah, perfect yeah. For, for controller. I, um, and I still use a controller when I play those on PC. Oh, really? Yeah. See, yeah. I'm different, man. Anytime I've got the option to use keyboard and mouse, I'll use keyboard and mouse. I found myself buying games like action, third-person action games like Batman, Arkham Knight... Um, or the I Witcher. Love the Arkham series. I bought them on PS4 because I, I wanted to justify owning the PS4. And then, <laughs> uh, as you know, actually the other night I bought the Witcher on PC because I couldn't fucking play it on PS4 anymore. Yeah. I just yeah. Uh, because it's 30 FPS, 900p or whatever. That doesn't bother me that much. I'm not an elitist like you. <laughs> but um, uh, it's not even elitism. It's just <laughs> like we're, it's 2016. Oh, yeah. Like I know current year argument invalid whatever it's 2016 <laughs> we've had graphics cards that can run 1080p games since like mid 2000 yeah there's really no excuse uh, for stop it. stop cheaping out on your consoles it's, especially because we're paying true. so fucking much for them yeah exactly like the consumer pays when they first release five or six hundred dollars in australia yep. and they're only good for like two years before they're out of date again yeah and people will stick with them for 10 years because most people don't know any better. But <laughs> really, they're holding back the, the PC gaming industry hugely yeah. after those two years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, this turned into a console bitch, but it yeah. definitely didn't... It wasn't meant to start we there. We didn't intend I, that. I was, it, I was trying to just talk about how excited about Halo I am, but fuck consoles, you cunts. <laughs> All fucking consoles everywhere. But no, it, it is good news that, that, um, that Halo is coming across because it... It it might I'm speculating and it's it's very hopeful speculation but it might set the precedent for great console specific games to be ported over so that other well, people can share the experience yeah. like depending it's on the how successful of a big this thing. is yeah well um, Microsoft have already started they've got the um, uh, I can't remember what they're calling it but it's pretty much cross platform with Windows 10 and yep. Xbox oh, okay cool um, so 
uh, Quantum Break was one of the first to come across yep. through the Windows Store. Um, they did the Gears of War Windows 10 edition, oh, which yeah. they were sort yep. of just ports over to Windows 10. But now with it, like with Recore, Forza, Gears of War 4, they're, they're coming out on PC at the same time as Xbox. So any exclusive to Xbox is also going to be on PC with a couple of exceptions. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Very good cool. times ahead. Yeah, for yeah, anyone absolutely. who's a fan of those games. That's that's the kind of shit that I'm looking forward to. But a lot of the exclusives that I like were on PS4, though. So it doesn't. I, I, yeah, I'm the same actually. But maybe Sony will do the same. Like I really hope um, so. I think the uh, I don't know much about the PS4 Pro, but there's been a lot of animosity about it. It's I know it's not going to do 4K. If you think it's going to do 4K, you're deluding yourself. <laughs> you like, will be disappointed. Yeah, the power that it has, like. If I buy a GTX 1080 today, a thousand dollar graphics card in Australia, it will not do 4K to to like 60 frames a second. Yeah. Like it, it might just get there, but then as soon as games start getting better looking, it'll fall behind again. Yeah. That's a thousand dollar graphics card, and I think I don't know much about the facts and figures of graphics cards, like you know teraflops and all that. But I think a GTX 1080 is like eight teraflops or something like that. The the sure. graphics card in the ps4 is like four <laughs> so they reckon with half the power you're going to do 4k that's nah, not going to happen nah. unless there's some special thing that they've been holding out for just this moment but like it'll be upscaled like, that's uh, yeah. all it'll be it'll be like um 2560 by 1440 upscaled mm. and on a tv you know four meters away i'm sure it'll look great but as soon as you look at it up close you'll see yeah. that it's upscaled. It'll be like that girl you took home from the bar when she takes her makeup off the next day. Let's see. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> so put a, ba- a paper bag over your PS4 Pro. Yeah, basically, yeah. And fuck it. <laughs> All right, it's time for rapid fire news, and this week Gunner's going first. What's your first one, Gunner? Uh, first one is um, I read. This is probably actually old news, but um, I read. Uh, I mean, that... we haven't done a podcast for like two weeks, so yeah. Well, someone was a little Nancy and had to get sick. <laughs> I know it's my fault. Yeah, yeah. fucking. Anyway, um, Mass Effect Andromeda, <laughs> the upcoming Mass Effect title, which I'm super excited about, just quietly. Um, I am too. I read recently that um, the 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 quote-unquote shepherd characters in it, like the main characters that you play. Um, actually, are they going to be shepherd? Probably. No, it won't be shepherd. Different, different universe. I think, like yeah. different. You know, yeah, yeah. if you know what <clears throat> I mean. In this, still in the same universe, but different timeline almost, as far as I know. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um, well, anyway, so the two main characters that you can play, the male and female version, are actually brother and sister. So rather than uh, there being one shepherd and you get to make them both of the characters that you are actually will exist in the world with each other as you're playing the game. Um, and this struck me as kind of cool to read because not that long ago, you and I talked about uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate and, mm-hmm. and how great that was because it was the brother and the sister character and their dynamic and was really good with each other and the way that they sort of flowed in and out of each other's stories and all that. And I, it just, you know, just a cool little bit of news. Um, and they also actually said that um, the um, the N7 soldier that we saw in the uh, original clip for Andromeda was the brother and sister's father. So they kind of got a whole little family unit there. Um, I don't know how that's going to play into the whole, you know, story overall, but um, yeah, it was just a cool little, little tidbit of information. Um, You know, do you know if, um, 
Do you know if both if you play both characters or you choose one at the start and you play them through? As far as I'm aware, there? you just pick one and then the other one will sort of come in and out. Um, I think it's going to oh, play good. pretty yeah. much the same. It, yeah, it's not going to play the way that Syndicate played in that you sort of swap between the two. It's going to be like you pick one and the other one might be a supporting role, like a character that you can have with you or something maybe. Um, I know yeah, very little about good. it. I just know that the brother and the sister will both be in the game doing their own shit. Yeah. yeah, that's really good because if it was like Assassin's Creed, it wouldn't feel like Mass Effect anymore. No, that's like, right. You have to have your RPG, at, at least partial. They tried to get rid of it as much as possible in the later <laughs> Mass Effects, but it has to be an RPG. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, what am I talking about today? I gotta, I'm going to try and roll two into one here. So we have <coughs> two, two big releases in the last uh, week and a bit. Uh, we had Recore. Uh, for uh, I just spoke about it before it was released on the Windows Store it was an Xbox game I think it was announced as an Xbox exclusive and then it's come to Windows 10 um, massively disappointing by all accounts hmm. um, very mediocre sort of 4 out of 10 sort of reviews ah. um, doing nothing new where you know uh, is what a lot of people are saying about That's it which is a shame rough, yeah. so that was this was a big chance for Microsoft to really brag about the exclusives from xbox coming to pc and really sell people on the windows store and they've sort of they've tripped at the first hurdle they've still got a a few big releases coming up which could could definitely get them back over the line but right now they've they've sort of lost that little bit of trust they had gained again i mean and then the other one is oh sorry sorry, what were you gonna say i was gonna say like they can still brag it's just no one's gonna give a shit (laughs) it's just everyone's like stop fucking bragging (laughs) cut that out that's not that's not worth bragging about (laughs) <laughs> and then the other one was um, the Bioshock uh, remastered. I, I guess you can buy the collection if you didn't have them already, but if you did, you got them for free on Steam, the remasters. Um, and they didn't even bother to remaster Infinite for um, PC, which I thought was funny. Like the, <laughs> the decision was that the PC is the master version. <laughs> it's already good um, enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just wanted to say to whoever did the remasters... Y- your shit like there were there were bugs in the remasters that existed in the initial releases um (laughs) that is such poor form and i know they fixed them very quickly but what were you doing like what what was your job yeah you know there was i i would uh go from one scene to the next so you know you'd like use the um the uh, pressure chamber rooms to you like go to the next area in. i don't remember oh yeah you haven't played Been a long time and yeah so you'd go to the next area and you'd reload into the next it, the missions were very segmented which was it's a very linear linear story and it's very plays out very well mm. every time i went between one of the areas my mouse would go to the lowest possible sensitivity it could um so I, where I, it would take me two years to turn around, like, and I would have to change my sensitivity back and forth to get it to fix that it. Is it was outstanding, laughable that that issue still existed after. Carried over. What is it? Ten fucking years. Yeah. Like, Jesus. That's Christ. awesome. No, so, I yeah, think they kept a, it in there for comedic value. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, clearly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're giving them way too much credit. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, you're up next, Gunner. Oh, are you done? Oh, that was quick. Um, that was all I wanted to say about those two. <laughs> Righto. Um, so the next thing I wanted to have a bit of a talk about is, um, wow, I know, groan. Uh, <laughs> the sales numbers for wow are, uh, I think they've set a record. Um, 
uh, it was one of the fastest selling PC games ever. 3.3 million copies um, in the first day, I think. Or before... Hang on. Uh, in a press release, Blizzard have revealed some more exact WoW Legion sales figures. By August 30, it had sold through more than 3.3 million copies matching the previous record set by other expansions and by the best data we have making it one of the fastest selling PC games ever. So... This is super fucking exciting because WoW's been kind of floundering for a little while, um, as as anyone who plays WoW will be aware, because it's a constant topic in general chat and trade chat. There's always the trolls going, oh, is WoW still a thing? And being dickheads and whatnot. Um, so it's, um, it's pretty cool to see that they are still setting sales records because, as I've already said, I think they've done a fucking incredible job with Legion. Uh, and obviously, I'm not the only one. Um, but... Uh, also, very interestingly, the uh, launch week player concurrency uh, was at its highest point since the 2010 launch of Cataclysm. Um, Cataclysm huge. was the game's all-time peak for subscribers. So this is isn't that crazy? This is a ten ten plus year old game. Yeah, still still, still reaching its peak numbers, pulling numbers like that. Yeah, it's so fucking exciting, man. So obviously, that doesn't you know, confirm anything. It, it's, it, that doesn't mean that WoW's suddenly going to explode again, but I mean, yeah. that, that can only bode well, you know? Um, and that's got me even more excited. Like, I was excited enough just to be playing the fucking game. I got into... Uh, I, I took my guild into um, our first raid the other night and we killed the first boss and it was all very exciting. Um, <laughs> and we were all, like, clapping each other on the back and everything, like, yeah, fuck you yeah, guys, we got one! And then we go out and other people have done the whole, <coughs> whole raid in their first night. So we're, we're shit, but, um, it, you know, I was still getting excited and this just there's, excites There's me always going to be someone who no life it harder than you, so... Fuck off, yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm not, I don't feel that bad. We're a brand new guild. Half of us were undergeared. Some of us hadn't raided ever. So yeah. I think we did all right, but, you know, that's getting off topic. Um, you know, even with all that cool shit going down in the game, this sort of stuff outside the game just keeps getting me excited uh, for probably, I reckon it might even be my favourite game of all time. And it just, you know, good shit keeps happening to it. So that's very, very cool. Yeah, it's good to hear. Even if you're not into WoW, it's good to just have uh, that sort of juggernaut, uh, juggernaut keep rolling. Like it keeps the yeah. excitement alive for um, for other games of that sort. Yeah. And it also keeps a good company like Blizzard going. Like that's kept them going for over a decade now. Um, I mean, you know, they were developing Titan for like, what, five years and before they had to abandon it. it yeah yeah which like it's huge and then they were developing um overwatch for like another couple after that yeah um so like that a game like wow gives them the freedom to, uh to do that um yeah absolutely. without folding so yeah yeah it's good news for everyone very there. very cool i was excited anyway it's exciting <laughs> what did uh what, what do you got next man all uh, right uh, so, I finished um, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. <laughs> oh, dear. It's... I don't even know what to say about it, honestly, because <laughs> I just don't understand the hype for this game. Uh, if someone could explain to me why this game is so loved, I understand why the the first game, the first Deus Ex, is so loved as a classic, because it was doing something that no game at the time was doing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, every, every game at the time that came out with, from a first-person perspective was a, a Doom clone, as they called it back at the time. Um, 
literally just shoot everything and yeah. and run around and be invincible. And Deus Ex was uh, introducing the idea that you didn't have to kill everyone. That you know you could go through these interesting missions and there was a story and yeah. and you followed that story. You were the one who drove that story. Yeah. And now, um, like the the Deus Ex games, they're still trying to continue that legacy. But I just don't see where the fun is. And I, I think we both agree on this. Uh, like, I go, I play through Deus Ex, and I'm just like, get it over with. I don't care. <laughs> like by the by, halfway through the game, I was like, just end the fucking story. And yeah. everyone who loves the game is like, oh, it ends so abruptly. I couldn't fucking wait for that. End. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's ending. Yes. Um, and I just played through to the to the end to just to say I've finished just it, so I can bitch had. about it yep. in a legit context. But even it, the story was shit. Like, if you think that story is brilliant, welcome to uh, late teenagehood, I guess. Like, <laughs> it's, it's it's such an amateur attempt at... Like, uh, trying to equate the orgs uh, with uh, minorities yeah. and oh. say that... Like, yeah. the most juvenile attempt. And so uh, fucking heavy-handed, too. Like. Almost worse. And I love the movie District 9, but it's almost worse than District 9 in terms of its ham-fisted yep. social message. Yep. Just piss poor writing and people are just touting this as an example of how good video games can yeah, be nah. no it's not dude it's I, really really shit i i didn't even i haven't even finished it i, I haven't even fucking left the second hub i don't think and yeah I, it was I, a slog oh yeah and i'd already seen a lot of examples of the shit that you talked about like um segregating people at train stations and shit like that and special detectors for normals and orgs and stuff like it was so fucking obvious what they were shooting for and i, I there saw were so it was many like, times that i was laughing yeah at the at the just like everyone get it it's a racism yeah do you yeah, get it yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like i think i saw a park bench somewhere that said normals only on it and i was like <laughs> are you fucking kidding me it's just so funny on top of that the main story and missions are garbage. I was just like, they're so easy to get through. Um, I was so much more interested in the side missions, even though the side missions as missions were shit. They just had good story. <laughs> so I'm going to spoil a side mission here. There was a side mission where there was a murder in the alley next to your apartment and you had to like help them solve the murder. Mm-hmm. And so like there was true opportunities in that where you could you could go out of your way to get like a little bit of extra evidence and then you could accuse someone and you could follow the whole thing up yep. that's good that's a great mission like even yeah. though I didn't find it satisfying in the end that's fantastic game design absolutely um, yep the main story where uh, do you want me to spoil it nah probably not because there's probably a lot of people still okay. playing it and I haven't finished it yeah. I don't care but I mean speaking from my experience you know I got sidetracked other people might have to we'd best leave it I'm sorry you can yeah, tell I'm me just afterwards gonna say, certainly I'll just, I'll just say there is a um, in the game there's like a couple of forced choices which are literally oh, just a toss up okay. it's a coin flip Yeah. and um, the one at the end you can actually do both parts but the game tries really hard to convince you that you can only do one and <laughs> It honestly just pissed me off. Like, is there no one else in this whole, like, whole, you know, organization of, like, orgs coming together and, and, and trying to stop this conspiracy that can help? Mm-hmm. No? No one? Just, no, no, just, just gravelly just, voice McGee? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. what a shame. But then he wouldn't get, you know, they wouldn't have him at the center and their character wouldn't be so He wouldn't special, get the like. sick crowd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Mm. All right, um, that's enough of me bitching. Uh, what's what's your last one, Gunnar? <laughs> um, my last one is um, I, I get into early access games a lot. I don't know if this is because I'm a fucking idiot or if it's because I want to support developers and stuff. I'm thinking it's because I'm a fucking idiot. But um, <clears throat> lately, I've been let down by quite a few of them. Um, uh, and I think you have as well, because I'm pretty sure we talked about... Uh, yeah, we've all been let down by yeah. an early access game or two. So yeah. I, I impulse bought an imp- uh, fucking early access game a little while ago, as I do, as everyone does, because um, it was right up my alley, and it's called Battle Brothers. Um, and in it, you are a mercenary caravan captain. So you lead a group of hardened mercenaries around handling problems for the nobles and, you know, clergy and whoever the fuck else has the money to pay you. And you can, you know, haggle on prices and stuff and all this kind of crap. But um, it, it's, it's an early access game and it had a really cool core concept. And I was like, um, all right, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'll bite the bullet. I'll, I'll get it because it sounds, you know, like the kind of thing I'd love. And... So far, it hasn't let me down. Um, they're consistently updating, and uh, most recently, they've updated, like, completely overhauled their per... Overhauled? Hold, not hold. Fucking hell. Nobody would have known if you had to just continue, honestly. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, they've completely overhauled their perk and their injury systems, uh, which changes up basically their entire character development system and most of their combat system because of the way that injuries... Um, work on on all your on all your mercenaries, um, and those are big changes, and they're cranking them out with like very regularly, and it's just it's really really refreshing to me to see an early access game that didn't get all the money from early access and go fucking sweet that's a winner, and then just abandon it or take 15 years to put it out. Like they've, mm. um, I'm looking at their thing on Steam right now, they've just had another dev blog that is called Roadmap to the Finish Line. They're communicating to the people who've bought their game, these are the steps we need to take until we consider the game to be finished. And it's just mm-hmm. really fucking cool to, to finally see somebody who's taking it seriously. Like they know that they've got an obligation to the people who've paid them to finish the game to an acceptable standard, and they're doing it. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, on top of that, a cool game just got a bit cooler because it got extra perks and extra injuries and all these kinds of updates and inventory updates and shit like that. So yeah, very, very cool. Nice. Good to hear. Good developers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think they've made much else. I'll, I'll have a look and put it on Twitter if they have. But um, I hadn't heard of them before. Um, but this game is really cool. It plays really well too. Very smooth and everything. And uh, on top of that, they are consistent with their updates and they talk to the people that are in their community. So, bravo. So, what's uh, what's your last one there, old mate? Um. So I I. I can't remember why I did it, but I was just taking out Steam charts. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately about No Man's Sky uh, yeah. being under like a, thir- a thousand concurrent players regularly and <laughs> uh, how the game's dying. Um, but I thought I'd check up old, our old mate Battleborn and uh, <laughs> things are grim. Um, we talked a few weeks, or a few weeks, it was ages ago. Yeah, we talked in one of the weeks. podcasts about how they were introducing microtransactions yep. and it was just Great the idea. worst decision they could have made. Yeah. Randy Pitchford is a fucking idiot. The whole company, I hope they go under. Idiots. Um, I'm really salty today. Vicious, yeah, holy shit. Um, I don't know why. I should be just super happy about the dogs. Anyway, um, uh, Battleborn is down to like 300 players at a time. Yeah. 
Like, for a, a multiplayer MOBA-type game, that is shocking. That's unplayable, yeah, I would That's atrocious. I would think. I, like, I, yeah. I, I, like, we were having trouble finding games when there were thousands of people playing. Exactly. You're talking maybe, if you're lucky, and in Australia, maybe having 30 or 40 people online yeah. to play with. Yeah. So you're going to be playing with the same people all the time. If you have someone griefing you, good luck. Get ready like, to get griefed every fucking game because they're going to be back. That's just, if you've got someone there that's just generally shit and won't play with the team, good luck. That's that's your life now. <laughs> unless you stop unless you stop playing Battleborn and play a better game. Which everybody um, else does. You should take the fucking which, hint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the sooner that game goes to zero players, the better because maybe they'll have to make it up to people and try and get win yeah. them back like Evolve did. I was going to say, it's um, just like Evolve because they fucked up pretty yeah. hard and they, they pulled it back, so... Yeah. Yep. But we could be seeing that happen again very soon, I reckon. No, I don't think I'd go Free back to Battleborn either way. I wouldn't, no. I don't think, no. no. Not after Overwatch, seeing the polish of Overwatch, yeah. even though they're very different games. And then, um, like, I think I did play, like, I played the beta of Overwatch and then went back to Battleborn. I was like, wow, this is shit. <laughs> like... I am so sad right now. Just very different games, but yeah. just completely lacking polish. Yeah, I think. absolutely. Alrighty, um, that's uh, the end of our topics for today, but uh, we still have our game recommendations to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go first, because mine's a really quick one. Fuck you, then. Um, so I, I've actually done a review for this game, which I... I don't know if I posted it on Twitter yet, but um, we're, um, this is sort of some news mixed in with a game recommendation. We're, we're going to try and get into reviews. So I've done one written review, um, and we're also... We, we did a video review, but we weren't happy with no. it. Um, it, was, it was trying to take on the, this massive project as our first attempt, yeah. and it, was, it just wasn't quite up to what the standard we wanted it to be. No, but no. keep an eye out, and we, we've, we've made a YouTube channel, and we'll, we'll start pushing it on Twitter, but we're, we're really... Uh, I think we're both really serious about doing some good quality reviews in video format. Um, and, and I don't think either of us are interested as well in... Uh, and pushing out like the YouTube sort of content, so a lot of people push out like ten plus minute videos just because that's better for for their rankings and stuff like nah. that. We're not interested in playing that game. We just want to put out good quality content. That's it. Um, so keep an eye out for that. But one thing that is already done is my review of N plus uh, plus, which is a fantastic little game that started as a flash game ages ago, uh, went to the Xbox three hundred and sixty, and now has come back to uh, the PC with uh, the newest version, and uh, it's a collection of um, hundreds and hundreds of levels. And basically, it's just a little uh, platformer with sort of floaty and slow-moving physics. You build up a lot of momentum, and yeah, it's all about uh, maintaining momentum in jumps. And it's it's all about the movement mechanics, but then you're being chased by enemies as well. So it's it's a tense but fantastic little platformer and it's pretty cheap from memory on steam i can't remember the cost off the top of my head but it's it's definitely a, a purchase that you won't regret i'd liken it to um super meat boy but a little bit slower moving so if you like super meat boy get on that i don't know i what think you um, i was just gonna say i think after oh i know that after you um put your review up and i had a quick read of it i, I went and had a look at the original game um, and I remember, didn't we play that in high school? 
We did, yeah. yeah. Um, I played a lot of that in high school. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, yeah it, that was in my review. <laughs> it was so fucking familiar. Mm. And I got frustrated after the first four levels and I stopped. But yeah, no, you, you're right. It is a very, very addictive little game in that it rewards you like immediately and then kicks the fuck out of you. So they will kick the shit yeah, out of you yeah. if you're not. Uh, and that's the thing you have to, there's uh, different levels test different things. Sometimes you have to be patient. Sometimes yeah. you have to have quick, quick reactions. Yeah. So, so it's constantly just pushing you in a direction you might might not have been geared to head or not so comfortable to go towards yeah yeah exactly like test yeah. how well you can fillet your fellow men but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it was very cool um my recommendation is uh actually battle brothers um to you know go i i started to sort of recommend it as i was talking about the news and then caught myself um yeah so as Got a bit ahead of yourself hey Got a bit ahead of you. A little bit, yeah, but fuck you. Um, as so you're I was, excited, that's good. <laughs> I'm excited. You're passionate. Exactly. Um, so as I was saying earlier, you're a mercenary captain of uh, a group of mercenaries that you get to name, but the default name is Battle Brothers. Um, you come into the game having just been very badly wounded, so you're in no state to fight anymore, so uh, all of the other guys go, well, fuck it, you can lead us then. Um, you travel around a procedurally generated map, changes every time, to different towns, which are also procedurally generated, different names, different buildings and whatnot, uh, and you take contracts from the people there. The contract might be patrol this road, uh, or go kill these bandits, or kill these orcs, or, you know, whatever. And you go and fulfill the contract, and there might be certain, you know, caveats to the contract, like... Uh, for every head that you bring back, you get an extra 50 gold or something. So then you want to go sort of deviate from your patrol path a little bit to get more heads because the more money you make, the more successful your company will be because you're, you constantly have to be feeding money into it. You've got to pay for weapons. You've got to pay for food, which goes bad. You've got to pay for medical supplies, which are always getting used. You've got to pay for blacksmith tools to repair your gear. Um, you've got to pay the wages. So there's, there's a little bit to manage there. Most of that's handled automatically for you, um, but there there is still quite a bit there to, um, to keep an eye on. So you, you, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of sort of... You need to build momentum and then keep it because if you don't keep that momentum then you're going to fall off you're going to find yourself floundering without the gear to to finish better missions so you're not getting gold and and uh and all of that but um it's a it's a turn-based strategy game i know like every review every recommendation <laughs> so i've done is that one, one of them i think but um it's art style is actually very different in that it only shows the torso so your head and your shoulders and your upper body, no arms or anything. It just so each character's model is literally like, depending on what helmet, what weapon, and what armor you equip them with. That's basically what they look like. So, um, but as they get wounded, the model gets cut up and shit. So hmm. if you cut someone and they take an you know injury on their face, then they get a gash on their face and all this kind of thing. And and the injury system nice. has been changed around. And I haven't had a chance to dig into that too deeply yet. But that's um, Initially, it was just a very simple, if you took too much damage, you'd be wounded at the start of the next fight and already be down health, so more risk of that person dying. Um, mm -hmm. It's um, in, in the style of most uh, turn-based strategy games, it does have permadeath. Um, if the character dies, you lose them forever, so it does encourage sort of tactical thinking. Do you really want to move them there because the enemy's got elevate, ele elevation bonuses on you or something like that, you know? It'll put mm -hmm. you in the swamp, which gives you defensive penalties, lots and lots of different tactical options. Um, and although it's quite simple to play, it is actually very deep. And I... Um, 
it's it's one of my go-to games if i've got 20 minutes to fill before i need to go and do something i'll be like fuck it i'll hop on and play some battle brothers and um yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's quite cheap i don't know the exact price of it right now but it, i've seen it on sale quite a few times um and uh as i said when i spoke about it earlier they are constantly keeping up to date in terms of or, or rather keeping us in the loop um about what content they're bringing and what changes they're making and everything so um it looks like it's headed in a great direction as well so it's in a good place now but it looks like things are only going to get better so i would recommend that you pick it up while they don't realize that it's worth millions (laughs) (laughs) yeah nice sounds really good Alrighty, um i think we should probably call it a day there um as I said before, we're, we're starting to do the uh, extra content outside the podcast, so we'll post that on Twitter, and uh, uh, that's at noidea underscore podcast. Um, get in touch with us if you want us to review something or if you want to tell us we're shit for our opinion, something, mm. whatever. Mm. Um, and you can also email us at uh, podcastnoidea at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, uh, really just uh, excited to get people's opinions once we start pushing out content and hopefully we'll be uh, uh, in in the forefront of people's minds uh, more at that point. Fingers crossed, yeah. That'd be nice. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Please listen. <laughs> <laughs> How can you say no to that voice? <laughs> Alrighty, uh, that's us for the week, I think. So everybody have a good one and uh, we'll catch you next time. Take it easy, guys.